0: What's going on, you guys? My name's Guyver. Welcome back to the GuyCast. We're coming with brand new equipment, all new year. We wanna make sure everything that's coming out is high, high quality. Everything from the songs to the podcast, to the videos. And uh, we're gonna keep these going weekly. And to make sure that that happened, we made some uh, some, some investments that I really think they're gonna pay off in the, in the long run. And today, we have the luxury of having my girlfriend, my... Uh, my beautiful partner, Lauren, uh, someone that I think is in the background of pretty much everything that I'm doing, but not a lot of people see her. She doesn't come out come out to a lot of the shows, and uh, we're not always at a lot of the events together. But the the things that are in the background are only really possible from her and her support. So. We got her on the podcast today to help promote a project that we have coming up in the future for D&D. It's a little D&D podcast we're going to go through. She's going to be the DM, and uh, you guys get to see me and my my brother, and one of my best friends, basically go through what a lot of people are really getting in the, the mood for. the The nerd kind of wave is happening right now, and I'm really stoked to be a part of it. So welcome, everybody, to the studio, Lauren House.
1: Thanks, babe. Yeah, I've been in a lot of literally the backgrounds of podcasts. So if you guys have ever heard like just That's random sweet. crunching, or just someone just knocking on, on, knocking on the walls, I don't know. That's probably me.
0: Opening a door. Yeah. Or just playing the Sims in the background. Yeah, probably um, playing Sims. But um, I wanted to bring the the podcast full circle because the the artist that we have coming on next and we've had previously that they've all been to a certain level of what I think of as nerd but I think that we are at a very high level of of the ranking systems of people who are into anime and enjoy comic books and all the all the TV show spin-offs and stuff like that so almost geeks the, uh They're almost a geek level the the big things that I before we get into like the D&D which I think inspires a lot of what I Playthrough, like as a and D character, um, I played a, a GM for a tabletop game. It was like end of the world zombie apocalypse stuff, but it was not anything compared to all the schematics and leveling systems and all the stuff and lore uh, that comes to D and D. So when I play a D and D character in a campaign, I really use anime as like one of my biggest call tos or my, my biggest reference is like oh this is how I want to attack or this is how I envision this so I think that a lot of us who play d d in our group specifically except Z and he's slowly getting into it we all picture ourselves as like these old school kind of anime characters and we're, we're, we're portraying small versions of them inside this this cool little universe we created but um, some of the big animes that are super popular that I think that some people don't know that we're into specifically uh, because if they don't listen to the songs and we haven't been doing podcasts they don't they don't really know the the level of how deep we go Um, but some of the big ones that i think a lot of people hate on and i think it's just from envy and jealousy um, i wrote down uh, soul eater attack on titan my hero uh, and naruto and these are huge anime some of them over 300 episodes long. Some of them shorter, but are slowly slowly getting to that level, but not many people are very open to admit like yeah, these are these are my fucking shows.
1: Yeah. I think because a lot of people it recently anime has become pretty cool and mainstream and so I think a lot of people reject that. And so I think that's also why just these very, like, very popular animes are being, like, rejected by, like, the OG community as well.
0: Yeah, I I think it's similar to, like, metal kids who just, they want to, like, they want to know the band that no one knows about. Like, they want to be Mm -hmm. that person. And I think that comes a lot with everything, like, with Mm -hmm. comedy, anime, sports. You want to? Th- you think you know about like? Oh no, no! I found that before everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. No, no! I was about this before there was ever even a fucking anime, let alone a movie and stuff like that. Right. And uh, I felt, honest I felt that way with uh, Death Note. I read Death mm-hmm. Note my first, <laughs> my first chapters when I was a yeah. freshman in high school, and that's like 2006, and it had been out for at least a year or two in the u.s which means it'd been out for at least four years in japan and when it came through i was just so obsessed it was one of the first mangas i i read from chapter one right. on and when it finally was announced that they were making a show i lost my shit i was like no way and then i saw that the trailer i'm like oh this is just like the fuck this is literally just like the manga yeah. This is so sick and then the movie came out on netflix and i was just so upset i was just so bummed (laughs) it was one of those live reaction adaptations that just did not work it just falls in the same grave as dragon ball z and avatar the last airbender but A a
1: little whitewashed okay
0: um so some of those shows if you guys have heard about them i'm sure you have they're they're almost obnoxiously and annoyingly promoted but it there's for it's for a reason they're they're really good they're very classic what i would say like you don't they don't they have a complex story but you don't need to invest too much except naruto obviously but the rest of them they're 100 percent worth the watch and we were just uh, talking about restarting uh, the series because they dubbed it out on hulu fire force is the same animators from soul eater Mm -hmm. and they came out with this really really good action-packed anime with an amazing soundtrack one of the best intro songs i've ever heard
1: and it's visually very appealing and that's very important to me i like if i can like Visually just even if I don't have the sound on even if I don't have like the dub version playing Like if I can watch it and still enjoy it Then I'm in
0: So going off of the the anime references that we we kind of tie into the way that we play uh, D&D the big thing that we're we're kind of At least for sure trying to accomplish Uh, in general is one documenting the stories because everyone always we used to write down the the events that happened with the zombie game and it just was so awesome to go back and be like yo look at listen to this entry or i can read through a chapter and still feel the whole episode sometimes sometimes i
1: reminisce and i like because i have a google doc that has a timeline and i just like when i get in the mood to reminisce i just look at it and be like oh shit
0: yeah it's awesome. So what we want to do is we want to kind of get an audio uh, documentary going. We want to make sure that people are included in the adventure, that people who have never really played before and are kind of tainted by this, like, I felt the same way when I first started to play. And I played for my first time ever in like 2008. Uh, it was it was daunting for sure, but it also felt like I don't belong here. Like if I, if I haven't been playing for 10 years or if my parents didn't play or... If, if I didn't own the books, I wasn't allowed to play. It wasn't something that you just walk into. You had to have organization, you needed a group, you needed scheduling. And even back then when we were kids, it was difficult to get everyone together. So now we have this way to, one, all, all of our schedules are lining up. We have the equipment and we are getting to the point where I really, really want people to see what it's like to just start off. We've played like maybe three, possibly four campaigns beyond this. Um, that have started and kind of fiddled and just fireworked out but this is something we're definitely going to be able to see from beginning to end
1: yeah yeah I for sure I am trying my best to think long term and to think kind of out of the box in order for the story to remain interesting and sustainable you know and also flexible because I think that that's the key uh, to sus- being able to keep the campaign going will be being able to be flexible and maybe open to new players joining or people leaving and stuff like that
0: yeah that that's that's a that's a good idea for for like the long run and another thing too there's some videos that I want to incorporate in that like we can post and share with each episode because as much as we're gonna be doing episodes For the podcast of D&D through like the adventures, the sessions, uh, attack, everything that comes with like a full on, hey, we're here, we're at the table, boom, adventure. Um, I want to do episodes here on the GuyCast where it's just like an overall catch up, like we get to a a series or maybe to a uh, wave point. And it's like, all right, let's do a wrap up. Let's go over discussing our theories and kind of have a a round table of of what we've experienced so far and give an insight too, because, you know, these are characters that we portray as that we're personifying and and very much exaggerating uh, in certain aspects, but at the same time, I'm still incorporating my own personality into this character. So um, to start off, we'll go into the like, we'll have an episode that goes over uh, how we started each one of our characters names, what class we are, the abilities, everything that we have kind of like, uh, not necessarily like a breakdown of all of our spells, but the level that we're at and, and kind of what we've done and feats so far. Uh, But my character is a halfling. He's a bard halfling who's very very tiny but extremely charismatic. One of the highest characters I've ever rolled in any campaign I've ever played. I have like four or three 20 uh skills for each one of my I think it's like dexterity and and oh, I constitution. Was very
1: generous with the with the roll It was
0: yeah, so sometimes when you roll a character for D&D, you roll basically three times in a roll. Uh, in a row and you keep the highest one of that uh, caliber. But I had, ro- I rolled a full thing thinking like, okay, we're just gonna get one shot. I'm gonna go ahead and, and use my first numbers. And the first numbers were, they were great, but they weren't as good as what they turned out to be. So uh, we, we have a, a kind of a different rolling system out here. And again, we're, we're very new. And that's what I kind of want to encourage people to understand is if you're looking for a group who is a little bit different than the sea of other D &D and tabletop podcasts this is a group of individuals who are coming from a bunch of different aspects of uh from rpg and online to video games and comics and people who have all these kind of different ways of how they got to the table but
1: but the main goal is fun
0: it's fun and we're learning um i don't know all the abilities off the top Uh, sometimes we will need to pause and look inside of the dungeon or the monster manual it's just one of those things where we hope that because we really don't know the the full scale of what we're doing uh, we're learning together we're experiencing the same things together and we we have so many cool quotes so many fun times that happen uh, when we're playing and now that we're documenting it it's going to be a little bit of a Like opposite of a handicap for us uh, because I'm sure a lot of people who have played tabletop games know if it's not your turn it's very hard to pay attention but like if everything you're doing, every movement that you make is being recorded it's very hard to and get distracted and and be kind of uninvolved and completely enveloped inside the game and the universe. So I'm hoping that this helps us on our end and that you guys experience and really enjoy uh, the adventures that we get into on the opposite end. Um, but besides from D&D in the podcast, we want to use this obviously to promote it. Um, I wanted to end on some video game stuff, get into uh, all aspects of the nerddom. Uh, comics and movies will be coming out next with the Morbius trailer reaction. Everything that wrapped up with kind of the, the MCU leaks and a, bun- a bunch of things that are coming from the Disney Plus streaming stuff. Um, but I want to end on some Overwatch 2 information the trailer that we watched a couple weeks ago, I, I think I talked about it in the last episode or even the first one, it's coming out this year. Uh, we've been avid Overwatch fans before we even own the game. Like one of our friends, Bubba, shouts out again to the Hella Tired Podcast. Um, he he, he had an Xbox One before any of us and he bought this game and we really didn't have a lot of, tr- like I didn't see a lot of trailers for it. I didn't anticipate it. It wasn't something that I was looking forward to and then we just start playing it it. so
1: cartoony it did look strange and it's from it's from
0: the world of warcraft creators you know that's what i thought i'm like this i'm not gonna play world of warcraft like i don't have a computer whatever and then the game comes out and i'm obsessed it's it's (laughs) the, it's one of the most addictive games that i've ever experienced besides like halo 2 online and so now they they they, (laughs) now it's overwatch 2 with revamped graphics a whole new system a story mode uh still with an updated pvp system Um, we we have new alternate abilities so not only will our heroes have the classic abilities that you've always known but they'll have two to six different alternate ones you can choose from as well as the uh, like passive abilities and things like that. So they're starting to incorporate that very League of Legends type of team comp where it's very specific, very defined. It's not just uh, polar opposites of counters and and blocks and things like that. Uh, I'm really excited. And everyone looks so much cooler. Genji, Tracer, everyone just looks so dope.
1: And the fact that we're going to like get to know more of their stories, I think is even more alluring because... That's that's part of it. Like I like a game when you can get somewhat emotionally invested in it and I feel like it's already pleasing to play. It's gonna be nice to also be able to learn more about, you know.
0: Yeah, and the, the biggest thing that I, I think that intrigues me about Overwatch besides the gameplay and the replayability is the the lore and the mystery behind it. You have to read the comics. You have to read the small little articles and leaks that come out online. The YouTube shorts, like, there's not an easy way to be like, hey, this is Overwatch.
1: The last, the Overwatch two short, the first one. Yeah, the the intro trailer. Gosh, it was so epic, so good. I never even, I never had that amount of emotion playing Overwatch one that I felt watching that short.
0: Yeah, the stakes, the stakes were literally raised.
1: Yeah, and it was finally, like, the intro for the Overwatch 1, you know, like, everybody knows it with Winston, and he's doing that call-out to everyone, and it's so fucking epic. Yeah. It's like fucking finally dude like a follow up to that intro that is like so
0: yeah and we've been waiting crazy. almost three years yeah so it's, it's really great to see the way that it's paying off I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do with all the heroes the new ones that are coming out I think hero 30 is the next one that's supposed to be announced it's um, with
1: the, is it the little uh it's the robot it's the um, robot that McCree saves or whatever yeah yeah the Flying. I don't know what the fuck one. that is and then also if be she beautiful. has the ability to fly around. Around.
0: Yeah. Like a better yes. Farah. Yeah. Less damage, obviously.
1: But, and also they put so much emphasis on her in the short, because it was literally like, McCree was like, they need you. Mm-hmm. And then he left. Yeah. Like so he's McCree's not gonna not, be an Overwatch yeah. too, yeah.
0: I think he will. I think they're just doing what they what they know what they're doing and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna set it up where he comes in at a perfect time because some some little deep cuts here. Um, Reaper is actually rumored to be uh, McCree's father. And so there's this huge thing where a lot of people are waiting for them to have an actual interaction like a cinematic interaction yeah and i think reaper is gonna fuck some shit up and then all of a sudden McCree's gonna be there and reaper's gonna hesitate for just a second and that's gonna be what's gonna save them that's just some that's some spoiler alert futuristic Mm. type of uh i think uh, it'll pull on
1: fatherly instincts
0: I'm not sure. I, I'm really not sure. But I do love how that there's members inside of Overwatch, inside of Talon, which is the opposite of Overwatch, um, that are together, um, that are related. Uh, the, the concepts of what they're coming up with, we still don't have any real explanation on why Mercy has the ability to heal. Uh, where, where are these, these people who, besides like obviously like Brigitte and Reinhardt, who are like, okay, let's get these people going, let's pump them up.
1: And where's Hammond from?
0: So Hammond came from the same exact Laboratory that Winston came from So as they were experimenting on monkeys They were also experimenting on hamsters And he I'll basically shippen. escaped Right before uh, There was this gi- like giant Escape from prison break from Winston and he used a very like intricate way of using an escape pod and using the escape pod to turn into the robot that he yeah. uses and that's how he became famous in Junkertown by becoming like the the gladiator champion and stuff oh that's cool um, but all this can be found in the overwatch uh, cinematic shorts go and check out the comic books at overwatch.com you can find me at xbox just so that way if you guys want to play you want to link up for apex some overwatch call of duty all that stuff maybe even occasionally fortnite if i feel bored enough uh, you can find me at TH3GuyCast. Same way you can find me on Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh, all my stuff is going to be at TH3GuyCast. And music at G-U-Y-V-3-R. Peep out the new singles that are coming out. Bonkai, Miss Korean, at Team7, T3AM, the number 7. We have songs coming out there every single week as well. Um, but where can we find uh, your stuff, babe? so That way, if you post, like... Because, again, uh, beyond the the D stuff that we do in video games um lauren's a up-and-coming aspiring artist that really oh hasn't posted God. much much stuff <laughs> out there but trying to trying to goat her into going out and posting a lot of the the doodles and things that she she has already made and i, I really think that it, they, they just need to be posted and appreciated and stuff like that so where, where can people find you on instagram and twitter
1: um if you're gonna follow me For that kind of shit I say follow me on Instagram Um My handle is Lemon Hopes Um I would say that's the best place to find me And Definitely upcoming Here on this podcast As we record this DD. Um I hope that I'm able to Deliver When it comes to DMing a fun And interesting campaign and ultimately podcast segment
0: well thank you for coming into the studio this has been guyver <clears throat> <And> again <laughs> th3 guidecast or G U Y V 3 r thank you guys so much for tuning in appreciate you every single episode hopefully going to continue uh to just keep building and building and building crossbreed with other uh podcast and and platforms that I know uh, some of my friends have in the area. And again, just appreciate you guys tuning in. My name's Guyver, and like always, long live the guy. See you guys later.